0: Good afternoon you're listening to Scariff Bay Community Radio and this is Local Media This Week the program where we have a look at the Clare Champion and the Clare Echo and anything else that's uh, flying on the local media scene and we give our take and uh, we suggest what you might look up yourself. Uh, delighted to be joined by our usual panel First of all, John S. Kelly. John, you're very welcome. Thank you, Jim. Delighted to be here. Pat O'Brien. Pat, in fighting form as usual this evening. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Uh, David Fleming, uh, on the defensive ground <laughs> already, <laughs> even before we start. Well, I haven't even tongued out yet, and I was attacked. <laughs> the local media this week is sponsored uh, by Ruth Griffin Photography. Ruth, based in Fecal, brilliant photographer and uh, very uh ast- somebody who is seen at uh, all sorts of public events during the year and her photographs are well spread out in the various print media that we have a look at here. Okay, looking at the front page, I suppose uh, we'll start maybe with the refugees uh, and the refugee crisis because we've been listening over the last week and looking at the TV and hearing about Ross Gray. Um, the headline on the Clare Champion, an article by Owen Ryan, Clare needs exit strategy for refugee stalemate. Um, I'm just wondering what an exit strategy is. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it's a strange phrase, isn't it? It is yeah. not
1: it, it It has been used in this instance by Councillor Joe Garaghi-Finnegale um, in saying that uh, we need an exit strategy. What, what it actually means is we need, uh, he's saying that we need to, the government needs to change tack um, from its current policy of using private market housing and hotels and uh, properties, um, and instead, as the government themselves have said, to provide its own purpose-built, in
2: some cases, accommodation. Do you have a, a matter of interest apropos that? Do you think we have gone to the trouble of trying to establish what works in other countries, particularly countries that have similarities to us here? It's
1: a, it's a good question, John, and of course we have, we, this is the first time we're really facing um, the scale of yeah. refugees yeah. Other European countries have, have faced this since the end of the Second World War and are therefore very well prepared in how yeah, these things happen. Yeah, yeah. But yes, you're right. I don't think we have done our homework because we were insulated in the past. Yeah. Britain, of course, has... Uh, most refugees, migrants and so on favour Britain. Yeah. They're, of course, trying to close their borders now. We're, we're seeing at the moment the passage... Of uh, legislation which would outsource outsource um, uh, migration. Yeah. So, if a migrant arrives on, on any part of the United Kingdom, presumably also Northern Ireland, I don't know, um, if the bill goes through, they'll be sent to Rwanda. It's an effort to stop illegal migration, uh, according to the Conservative Party. How do you read
2: the the, the Rwanda situation? That I mean.
1: Well, it's the exact same. It's out of the rulebook of Australia. The Australians did this um, uh, for the last decade by outsourcing their um, reception centres. Mm. That's what it is. That's what they are. So if somebody landed in Australia, you'd be immediately um, um, not deported, but sent to a small island in the Pacific where you would be processed, i.e. you would be kept for however long your yeah. application um, would be dealt with. Now, happily, I don't think that that has
2: been proposed you, By to the way, you, in any way, do you think this is linked to their imperial history? I think it is, well, history? we could
1: spend an awful long time as to the rationale for, for this. They don't want um, certain right. individuals coming into the country. But it's,
0: it's my opinion, or my understanding of it, that when these refugees arrive in the UK... And if and when they're put on a plane to Rwanda and they land in Rwanda, processing takes place there. Mm. But it's not to process would they get into Britain, it's to process would they get into Rwanda. I don't think it's, um, there's no, they need have no expectation of returning to Britain. My yeah. understanding I is... I didn't know that.
1: I thought they were oh, yeah. being processed to get into Britain. You just want to get rid of them, that's all. That's yeah. all. That's your yeah. Point. Yeah. But most of them are leaving Africa, so I'm not... <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: I'm not sure yeah. they want to go to Rwanda.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, they would have saved themselves a lot of time by going directly to Rwanda if that was the case. But coming back to Owen Ryan's story... Um, this is a little bit of jumping on the bandwagon because the government has already conceded this point in light of the recent protests in Rosgray and other places. that, um, And they know they're going to get in the neck probably at the next forthcoming election that uh, this, this might be an issue. So they've decided to, to set up. The, and also, of course, it's costing us a lot of money. A lot. It's probably costing us more money than it would be if
2: we had, if the state had its own reception centres. So, uh, in fact, uh, that's an interesting point in the side. It's cost, you say that it's costing us a lot of money. Isn't that reflecting the, the inability to be actually able to provide a co- cohesive type of plan? Yeah, it strikes yeah. me I as mean, <clears> being <throat> classic uh, ill-preparedness, because you don't, one doesn't have the historical background to actually dig into it. I don't know, China. It's
3: firefighting. Firefighting. That's all they're doing. The government, you know, they yeah. We say the likes of of, of Ross was just firefighting. That's all they're doing there. Because why well, couldn't they come down and, and have a meeting with the Ross people and went to, and and explain what was going, going on and um, and say, look, we'll try and we'll, we'll we'll give you X, Y, and Z for for the doctor and the dentists and the, the schools and, and 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 help out as much as we can. But hmm. they don't. And I think uh, the most of the Ross people would have been very been very. Would have been would have agreed to that. So. This, the, the
2: other question is going to come into play immediately. Then, where are the doctors to come from? Where are the nurses I know to come that, from? Yeah, yeah. Where mm-hmm. are the teachers to come from? Yeah. So you've you've suggested a solution, which in but fact is unworkable. Th- th-
0: mm. I think that the, the strategy of the government plays directly into the hands of the right wing agitators. It. because Absolutely. there's a couple of things going on out there. For example, you know. It used to be they're coming to take all our jobs. Mm. <laughs> then those that are coming are like the scum of the earth. They're rapists and murderers yeah. and they're gang, you know. Mm. Yeah. And and all that is being spread, made up, total fiction, by because they don't know who's coming to murder than anyone else does, by right-wing agitators yeah. who want to stir up yeah. local And theaters. And
1: it's having an impact because of the of the of protests around single males. Mm-hmm. In fact, single males are more likely to keep their heads down than anybody else and not get in like statistically and the, we know the results they they're fleeing persecution in some cases or or danger and they they've a lot of them have mental health problems. I was listening to one of the people in Ireland who assesses applications. And the number of men and women uh, with mental health problems coming into the country because of what they've experienced, whether yeah. in Syria or Iran or wherever it is, um, they, they, and this is why, unfortunately, um, when children see these, the, the, the incidents, like there's no problem with peaceful protest but when guards and the, the protesters clash, um, it does have an impact and. There's a little piece, um, Jim, in, on page three of The Champion where the two bishops of, of the diocese in which Ross Grey finds itself in, the Diocese of Killaloo, um, both Bishop Fintan Monaghan and Bishop Michael Burroughs, um, effectively have come out and, and um, effectively condemned what was happening in Ross Grey and highlighted the fact that many, um, many have expressed concerns, this is them speaking now, at the long-term effect the protests and unrest might have on the young children and families now resident in the facility. Because they've seen some of this sort of thing before. They thought they were getting away from it. And, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's unfortunate, I well, thought. But you know,
2: I have a funny feeling that we're deliberately... Not, I'm, not, I'm not just talking about us around the table here, but I suppose we reflect the common feelings that are around split, split feelings. But the one that's been, when it comes to the idea of 50 or 60 male, young males, I'm reminded of the calves getting out at Easter time in <laughs> after they've been housed indoors for so long. Mm. We do not want to mention it. Mm. The real, I would would suggest to you that the real reason why there was that uh, awful objection to the 50, the 50 or 60 men coming into it Crossing with sex, the fear mm-hmm. of uh, young men and our fine virgin Irish girls, you know, um, finding and common ground. Have have and that, that would be a message put out by the far right. Would told. you say, and yeah. it, it and would but, but, but did you prefer to back it up? But what, Do you what? remember the U.S. the U.S. base in in the Philippines? What was it? What was the one in question? But they, there was an American. Um, uh, Diego um, Garcia, was it? No, no, one over in Southeast Asia, right? Um, I
0: mean, the other thing though it is it disa-
2: was a social disaster. To put but
0: to put fifty males, let's say, uh, I don't care where they're from. Into the one compound in a rural Irish town mm. is, is not a normal situation. That's true. I mean, like mm. you get 50 males and you divide them up into yeah. 10 fives and you put them, you, you put them well. around the country. But to put 50 males in together, it sounds silly to me. And then they closed down. Well, hold a second. They're completely closed down, filled in as Can't, well. Hold, hold a second. <laughs> Every day of the week we put males
1: into a male prison and we put women into a female prison. We do not That's not barmy,
0: is it? Oh no, <laughs> no. But, but we're not talking about prisons. We're talking about... In an ideal world, of course, there the shouldn't
1: prison. be any discrimination on the basis of gender at all. Yeah. Yeah. The, the statistics are very clear. There's only... The, the Single males account for about 46 or 47% of all people coming into the country. Yeah. Uh, another 25% or 26% are Men and women, mm. i.e., families with mm. children, and another similar proportion, another twenty-five percent, are single women. Yes. And by the way, I would single say, single women that are women, no harm. I suppose I, that's what I was going to say <laughs> to Jim <laughs> or to John. Like, uh, he presumes that the male sexual appetite is, is much more prevalent than, than the female one. I think the science might have uh, might have. No, I say about it, but like the
0: proof of the pudding. I mean we have for the last maybe seven or eight months seen in Scarif, uh, I I don't know what number are there now, but there's a good few in the hotel in Scarif and I see them around the town, I see them going to shops, I see them going to school, I see a few young fellas the other day coming down the street, obviously of African origin. And they had lovely white hurlies in their hands. Oh, <laughs> do You know, so yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. and I haven't heard a murmur, no, about any problems, whatever. No. And you never, in, in you a small, like garage. I mean,
1: this is the point that Why and is it that? is, it is, it is social okay. media, and and uh, and particular elements of society who have, uh, who number one, propagate tropes and um, and falsehoods. And then another part of society who easily accept them yes and it plays on fear and it plays on a lack of information is that and, that as, it? and as Jim yes it is I think that's predominantly it and, 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 and as Pat has said, um, it is partly a failure of government to um, fully inform people. And, people and to come out and, and people to, who,
0: who
3: believe what's on their phones yeah. just on yeah. to, just on to uh, uh, something here I, I checked on it. HAC labelled biggest landholder with a massive portfolio of vacant properties worth 400 million. The publicity-owned portfolio also includes the Victorian-era Bagot Street Community Hospital in Dublin. The red brick building, which was formerly the old Royal Hospital in Dublin, is locked up and has been empty for years, with homeless people asleep under steps at night. And there's the photograph. Do you have John? Oh, I know the one. The one, Bagot Street Hospital? Yes. Why
0: isn't that open? Why isn't, it open? Why isn't
3: there been renovated and putting people into it? Yeah. The health services have a portfolio of vacant properties which worth hundreds of millions of euro, the Irish Merrill can reveal. Our special investigation has found a sit, it is sitting on more than 250 buildings lying idle across the country. The HSE has, has been labelled the country's biggest landholder at a time when there is a crisis in housing.
1: Yeah. No, I think it's a very valid point. And we've said it before, um, Pat, there is a very large facility in Ballinasloe, yeah. a former mm. mental hospital, which could mm. accommodate hundreds of people. What about... Hmm. Yeah, hundreds of people. About... So, so I think what we need is our TDs to ask the Minister for Health, because he's ultimately responsible, why the HSE is, um, is potentially holding up the use of these buildings. These unused buildings. What's the
2: situation governing the uh, the uh, hospital on the Galway Road in Ennis? What do, I know we may yeah the
0: that's derelict g- g- as well. It's been empty for the last 20 years. I already? think it's
3: privately owned now, John. I I think it it's privately owned. I, I but it's wonder. still there. It's, but there's
0: nothing has happened.
3: Nothing has happened. Listen, no. we
0: must go on. Uh, staying with the front page uh, of the uh, three young ladies on the front page of the Clare Echo, um, Claude O'Connor, Siobhun Crow. And Ruby Mooney, and they're from St John Bosco Community College, and uh, it's connected with the Young Scientists Scientists Exhibition in Dublin, won by a, a Limerick uh, lad, but a lot of schools from County Clare and apparently have done extremely well Indeed. in the in the Young Scientists Exhibition.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, and of course, it's one of these fantastic opportunities, which I think has been going on since the 1960s. Am I right? Oh, yeah. 60s or 70s? At like least the 60s. Yeah. Um, and uh, a great opportunity, particularly, I suppose, for transition year, but for all but for all students to, for, uh, to get involved. Um, but what is a little bit surprising is the because we saw them last week or two weeks ago uh, in photographs the number of schools from County Clare involved and it seemed predominantly West Clare um, and that there weren't many schools secondary schools from East Clare Jim what was right. I think
3: there were none no zero. There's none, no.
1: Well, what, what's going on, Pat?
3: I, I don't really know. I, well, it was just, uh, maybe people interested in, in it, in, especially this some Werner. I think they had 9 or 10 projects. Yeah. And then you had Kilkei. Uh, there was uh, um, a group of students here. Yeah, Kilkei won a prize in their they're, they're photographs. Claire's students win, win, win big at this year's Young Scientist Exhibition. And there's a, a group of um, from there for, with their teacher hmm. They are from um, Kiki. Yeah. I know it's, yeah.
0: it's possibly seen as extracurricular outside was, yeah. of the normal class, but yes, yeah. I can only imagine, uh, you know, the, the confidence oh, uh, that it would give students, yeah. even if they never won anything, yeah. but they, they, they work on a project, they do a project, mm. and they showcase
2: it in Dublin. And I think they, schools and uh, it behoves them, whether they're East Clare or wherever else. Mm. To promote the value, because mm. the value of uh, the project work which mm. gives rise to, you know, to the the what we've witnessed in the last week. It's you need you need a teacher or two. You need a culture within the school yeah. that has got mm. to acknowledge these yeah. are important. Mm. And the last point I'll make on that is Every teacher who teaches in a second level school now must realize that the form of assessment they're facing with their students in the next Mm. 10 years is going to make huge demands on quality project work, Mm. quality project work, because it'll be part of the assessment. Mm. Whether it is you're playing on the hurling team, or you're playing in the football team, or you're in the drama, or you're in uh, whatever, okay? So there's a lesson to be learned there. Mm. People Mm. involved in education, in promoting
3: the and and just moving right on from that, here, Jim. On page 8 of the champion, sorry, John. I go ahead. Okay. Uh, page 8 of the champion, uh, in a student awarded scientific prize in organic chemistry for 2024. And Jessica Quinn is the story in student, Ter studying at the University College Cork, has been awarded with the Thermo Fisher scientific prize in organic chemistry for 2024. The fourth year chemistry student, Terry McEnily, was presented with the award at the School of Chemistry under a graduate award ceremony which took place in UCC campus recently. To recognise our achievement, Terry received a €1,000 cash prize along with, with a commemorative plaque open to all UCC students that completed third year in chemistry throughout 2022 23 in their academic year. So, so you have you have uh, uh, clear students who are doing well, in, in, in yeah. even there
0: now in, the, in UCC in that. Yeah, I mean, I think students who take part in that, maybe they show a little spark. Oh, yeah. They're not, come you know, happy to sit at the back of the class and just mm. let it drain. They, they show a little initiative and a little spark. Mm. And, you know, later, I mean, David, presumably, I know you're history, but that initiative would be of great benefit to them oh. in college and even for job interviews afterwards, to put oh. on your CV, exactly. you know we brought, a, even though we didn't yeah. win, we brought a project yeah. 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 you know, to, to, to Dublin, yeah. uh, to the Young scientists.
1: Yeah. Well I, I, I tell students, you'll all end up with degrees and fifty percent, sixty percent of our population of our young people will end up with degrees. But what will separate you in front of an employer is the extra bits that you do, is the initiatives. Mm. And you've just said it, uh, Jim. I I took my project uh, to the young scientists. I was highly commended, or we were highly commended, and I learned all about teamwork. And mm. that's what you say in an interview. Yes. Yeah, so I would encourage, uh, I would encourage our teachers as John has, and I would encourage our students to take up the baton, and yeah. particularly in East Clare, because the flag needs to I be flown for
2: this part of the country as well. David, I would also encourage the training colleges, those who are charged with the academic responsibility for contributing to their development, mm. I charge the colleges, the training colleges, very, very much incorporate the value of the hidden curriculum, mm. which is what you were talking mm-hmm. about there. And uh, I've no difficulty whatsoever in saying that PJ, T.J. O'Halloran he kept the the young scientist culture going in the college beyond for years and years and years. Okay, with great success. With great success. Yeah, with great success. Yeah. Okay. Anyway,
0: hopefully our words might be listened to. You never know yeah. around East Clare. Uh, I see in the front page of the paper as well. It's it's a story of a trial. Uh, that's taking place. A 79-year-old man died after a vicious attack, and that's what the trial was told this week. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, A 79-year-old man, I think in... In Listonverna. In Awful. I mean, we love County Clare, and we love singing its praises and talking about what's good about our county. But I mean, it's just something that uh, absolutely dreadful um, happened and there's someone on trial uh, his nephew in fact uh, yeah.
1: is on trial for it and
0: uh, thomas lorrigan mm-hmm. of no fixed abode
1: yes and uh, the deceased man himself is john o'neill uh, from st premio's road Diston, varna and He's unfortunately dead he he was murdered
0: uh, uh, in january 2022.
3: they had a big guest host there aren't they, aren't they on the o'neils so he no, possible,
0: you know. yeah. Yes. Well I mean the, the trial is, is it's it's well covered there in the Clare Champion on yeah. page one mm, and, and page continuing two. on to page two and of course everybody, you know, is innocent until they're proven guilty. So um, we let justice take its course, but I mean we just refer to it um, as as something that we certainly don't it's it's a very negative oh, aspect oh, oh. of life. Uh, concern over bed closures at Ennis Diamond Nursing Home. Um, that's there in the front page as well. Former County Council Bill Slattery claims that uh, six respite beds in the old wing of the hospital have remained unused since the COVID-19 pandemic. And that's, you know, not some we're used to dealing here with Raheen, which is a most fantastic facility. We had a track to run there during Christmas yeah. and... and you know, people sing its praises and people support it here a, in East
2: Clare. Look, it's it's as if there's a different culture uh, as you cross <laughs> the Shannon <laughs> and proceed through East Clare. Yeah, and don't stop until you get to the Cliffs of Moher. Yeah. Okay. It does seem though that because it's reflected in the way different communities responded to a, to the theme that we were talking about at the commencement mm. of of the show. And they're, they're, they're blaming staff shortages. Yeah, that's yeah. What this is a HSE run facility in yeah. Steyman. And uh... and isn't David, isn't it a pity, isn't it a genuine pity that it is not the health authority that comes out to tell us they have a difficulty with the to five rooms, we have to close them. We have to wait until investigative uh, investigators from journalists. Was, Andrew journalism. Hamilton I, is yeah. the is the reporter. And, and in yeah. this
1: case, Bill Slattery is the, the councillor bringing yes. it up? Mm. It is sad that they. But I, I don't know. Uh, have they have they tried? Have they have they got? Um, have they went out looking for these positions? Because the contrast again, John. And Jim and Pat, with Raheen. Raheen doesn't have seemingly a shortage of staff.
0: Apparently, I haven't heard of. We haven't
1: anymore. heard of any. There's no beds closed. Maybe, maybe we'll find out. But um, like, so the contrast between two similar facilities, both HSC run, um, seems a bit odd, if you ask me. And uh, there is a larger crisis in the nursing home um, area because a lot of private providers are leaving. Uh, which is worrying because our population is an ageing one, and we will need these facilities
0: in the future. And we have know. people coming in, uh, no, we into do. County Clare, <laughs> and we no, well. from other parts we of the world, from Ukraine, from Africa, from the Middle East.
1: All of these people who, if, if they were given educational opportunities, um, these positions, and it's across the board, should we have full employment? Um, you have the hotel industry complaining they can't get people and are under pressure yeah um, so you know the prospects for our population um, both both who are here and who are yet to arrive is is a good one
0: if we handle it in the right way exactly and, and there must our, be people who come in be they from Ukraine or from elsewhere who have Training in nursing or in what well, they do, you see, be it porters or whatever it is, they
1: do. And as you say that, but for those who don't, the College of Further and Higher, the College of Further Education and Training has a big ad on page three. This is the Limerick and Clare Education and Training Board. They're having an open day on Thursday, the twenty-fifth of January, um, at various uh, at their various sites. They have seventy programmes, mm. and for those who just need a
0: start it's probably a good idea to have a look at that. Yeah, and a, a, a linked item on page two of the Clare champion, Owen Ryan has a piece again, a drop in numbers signing on in Clare. Uh, 4,752 people were signing on in the live register in December, and uh, that, is, uh, that is a drop um, in, in, uh, from previous years. Uh, the figure, I think, is down... Of five three one seven yeah, uh, yeah. before in december twenty two yeah and
3: I say that there are probably more now because you're com- you're going to come into the summer period and uh, where, where there's going to be a lot more of uh, people yeah. employed for the, employed. the summer yeah. Yeah. yes and there's a lot of jobs there even if we go back into the back page, there are board papers uh, both the echo and the champion where there's um, um the the tourism people in, in Bonnretti and from East Clare and, and West Clare and
0: the give some all are for staff. Hmm. And of course, in page two on the, in the Ennis Diamond, there, there's a locals struggling, and this is a quote, to secure nursing home places in North Clare area. So, you know, the locals can't uh, get in.
2: That, well, if you said earlier that our, we have an aging population, okay? Hmm. So there's going to be demands for uh, nursing home facilities in East Clare? Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay, I, there is, there is. The
3: HSE has said uh, in the Simon Community Hospital unit, uh, or in the Simon Community Hospital is currently, has currently 27 beds, including 17 long-stay beds, one palliative care bed and 19 respiratory beds. There's been no closure of long-stay beds in an assignment. Seeing you and your individual beds have been fully occupied before and after the COVID-19 pandemic. There's a high level of demand for long-stay beds in the area and and there is a waiting list for access to these beds, said the spokesman. So, you know, there's demand for them. There is demand for them. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, David, you're looking in the few minutes we have before the break, which I gather we have two minutes before the break, Iske Ayrn have problems in different areas in countries. Well, there. they
1: really get it in the neck from this programme, don't they? And they're in the papers again. We only give it in the neck when it appears, of course, in the papers. So yeah. Iske in this case, we're not talking about the treatment plants and the proposed treatment plants in Broadford and so on. They have, unfortunately, um, admitted and pleaded guilty to two water pollution charges in North Clare. This, these were offences... Which happened in May last year, 2023, wherein, uh, where where 2,000 fish died, and it occurred in the Ballymacraven River, downstream from the Irish Waters Ballymacraven uh, water treatment plant, um, and that serves that plant serves the North Clare area, including Ennistymon, the Hinchkill, Fenora, Doolin, Fenora and Um But to be fair to um, to be fair to Ishka Aaron, they have admitted their uh, guilt. Um, which w- had a case, the case was brought before Inland Fisheries Ireland against them, um, which is before the courts currently. And so um, they will now, uh, they will. They, they, the case is adjourned to next month for facts in the case to be heard. Um, and presumably they will be, well, who knows what the judge will do, yeah. uh, but they'll probably be fined having been pleaded guilty. But wh- one hopes that they've learned lessons from these things because, of course, this is nothing new. No. no. Um, and before Aaron, it was the county councils that were responsible
0: for this. That things. story is on page six in the Clare Echo and it's by Gordon Deegan. It's also passed in the Clare
3: Champion. A different story in the Clare Champion, uh, Jim, on page five. It's treatment discharge flows into Spanish Point. An investigation has found that visual evidence that discharge from the Midtown Manby Water treatment plant has entered the Anna River in West Clare before it flows into the sea at Spanish Point. Ongoing issues at Milton Medved Facility has been blamed for the drastic reduction in the water quality of the Anna River. The river dropped from moderate quality to bad quality mm. in most recent round of water quality assessment. So we have... We have... Yeah. We um, have that's <laughs> by...
0: Andrew Hamilton. Andrew Hamilton and the Clare so okay.
3: we So we, we have it all over the place. And I think I see there in, East, in the East Clare well, where, where uh, the, 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 the dogs and the cats won't even drink the water <laughs> around the <island laughs> bridge.
0: We'll get to that in part two. Has, have you a uh, uh, song for us? I have A mm, bit of music to sort yeah, of ease the tension. And then, yes. I yeah, feel a little like. bit sorry for mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. listeners
1: because does. of the yapping that we do, we often don't hear the full song. But in any event, um, we, we might get the song eventually.
0: Yes. <laughs> do we have music anywhere? Whatever <laughs> about a song? With
3: a um, 1970s band band, Earl Brown and hot chocolate
0: with it started with a kiss. Oh lovely <laughs> lovely yeah. Yeah. okay yeah, that'll yeah. get us in the mood for part two <laughs> thanks Pat it started with a
1: kiss the background
0: It started with a kiss, What a lovely song, thanks to Pat, back from the 1970s, I'd say, Pat. Yeah, early 70s, um, yeah. Lovely, lovely song. I loved uh, hot chocolate, always did, and I like hot chocolate as well. Mm-hmm. Anyway,
3: uh, this week. And you might have a kiss with it as well, Jim. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you're lucky. If After you're the
3: lucky. marquee in
0: kitchen. <laughs> yes. The, whether it is the Easter marquee or know whether the September I a bit marquee. A bit, or not. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez. We missed that, so. <coughs> <coughs> Let
2: me probably off the uh, air. <laughs> <No>, okay, <fine. laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Will
1: I start again? Yeah, start again, yeah. That's okay. Okay, five, four, three, two,
0: one, go. It started with a kiss. Well, I always loved hot chocolate back in the 1970s, whether it's the band or the drink. But uh, Pat, you remember those days as well.
3: Oh, yeah, and you could have been all kissed maybe longer than long the hot chocolate. You could. <laughs> uh, I where's the best place? Where was the best place for a kiss, Pat? <coughs> well, it was the after Easter, it was in Kilkishit anyway. Marquis, yes, and have another one in September. <laughs> in September. <laughs> And I'll, and I'll school this summer, yeah, <laughs> in various <the earliest> cases. <laughs> Fiegel and Tulla and Scarif and wherever. <laughs> okay,
0: to start the second half, I suppose there, was a, there are reports in the paper of Shannon Airport and how numbers are building up, albeit only to maybe 2019 levels, I think maybe 1.9 million passengers last year, But at least it's going in the right direction. It doesn't hit the high spots of, you know, the mid-noughties when we were looking at 3 million-plus passengers. And as well as that, when David opened his Claire Champion, I saw what fell out was a a flyer, a little booklet, I suppose, of uh, Fly Shannon holidays made for you. So um, do you think... David, you might um, be tempted by something that's there. I'm always tempted
1: by the lovely photographs and the photographs <laughs> of the beaches and everything, and uh, and of course the prices are very competitive too. So yes. have a look, have a look out for that if you're if you're thinking of booking something for the summer or indeed for the next few weeks. And Jim, you'll be happy to hear there's an over fifties holidays special. I think all the all the people, most of the people around here might be interested in that one. <laughs> um, why they're discriminating against uh, the under fifties, I don't know.
3: But uh, for the but under
1: 50s, of course, there's a job uh, in, for you in the guards now. They don't just... Yes. There uh, is they an advertisement.
3: they do not exactly reduce the prices of the over 50s. They're <laughs> 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 <You> can't <laughs> only it in the
1: 50s. It's just
2: maybe? to your, to your eye <coughs> I- <coughs> What does the ad say about the guard? That the ad says...
1: Uh, it's on page 7 um, of, of the Clare Champion. And uh, it says here, it's a job worth doing. Um, and it's specifically highlighting the fact that the entry age limit... Uh, has okay. been increased to 50 years now what was the age limit um, I think you know? it was 35 It was 35 so it's now been it's now been increased <laughs> so that's it well it says that um, they're stuck for guards <laughs> I think uh-huh. is what they're saying and there's and, more money uh, joining Garda Chicana will change your life it says and the lives of others <laughs> from the moment you join it will be a mix of challenges rewards new skills and new friends your personal impact On people and the community will give you a sense of achievement like like nothing else being a guard uh, is a tough job but it's a job worth doing so you can apply by 3 pm by the 8th of february so there's a deadline at publicjobs.ie okay when you say
0: new friends are you to meet your colleagues in the force or people you meet in the course of your duties i I, I say both (laughs) yes (laughs) if we were being diplomatic about it okay um but to your
1: original story which is about the airport um it's it's wonderful to see the numbers uh recovering um but we must put it into context where 2023 is 1.9 million back in the 1990s it was 1.8 million the highest it ever got according to the statistics um was in 2006 with 3.6 million so there's a very long way Mm. a very long way to go um but you know a 30% growth surge is encouraging of course it's on the back of the pandemic and other things as well yeah. but um, what we need to see is probably uh, more operators coming into the air- airport mm-hmm. um, and boosting the number of places where you can fly to
0: yes mm-hmm. and we did have in, in, the, in that period Ryanair had based a lot of planes in Shannon and we flying to thirty-something destinations. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. it's and, and
1: I think they switched a lot of their activity to Dublin. So Dublin, Dublin, had, Dublin succeeded in that because
0: Ryanair's biggest Irish hub is at Dublin. Is Dublin. The other thing, of course, is that back to, in those days, uh, the Dublin Airport Authority were in charge of Shannon. That's correct. And mm. so if the Dublin Airport Authority decided they weren't going to give a deal to Ryanair, which Michael O'Leary claimed was the case, then they were going to pull out. They weren't yeah. going to stay. And, so they,
1: and they did pull out um, mm. a lot of their, and they're only slowly coming back. Because I think now the Dublin Airport Authority learned from those mistakes and have given Ryanair a very good deal up in Dublin.
2: <laughs> it took him well, long enough to
3: realise mm. yeah. the, the Yes, Pat. The Shannon Airport Authority had the Oxford Economic um, Report recently and uh, 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 gave all the the details. The Shannon Airport Group delivers a major contribution of almost 4 billion uh, to Ireland's GDP, supports over over 20,300 jobs across the Irish workforce, and contributes 643 million in, in tax revenues. So that's a huge amount of uh, of, of money and and, and jobs uh, around the, the the region there. Yeah,
2: Pat. Shannon. Do you know anything about about uh, the Hastings Cottage in Shannon?
3: Yeah, I, I don't know what's it inside in Shannon. Or like in yeah. Shannon, they they, they they have it kept. Uh, they have it um, I don't open to a attached attached building.
2: Am I right in saying that when they were building the actual um, uh, extension motorway? Yes. How many? it must be thirty years ago wasn't it? Yeah, 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. That the cottage was in the way. Right, and so they moved it. They moved it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the photograph we see in today's yeah. echo. I did they go round right? did it? I do not know that they go round it or did they move it? Right? I'm, I'm, not, not sure.
0: I'm not sure that they did because I, I have been to the Hastings Cottage on have a number you? of occasions. Yes. Yeah. And I and I first heard of it at a lecture in the library in Scarlet when uh an British officer was kidnapped somewhere down in Clonmel, that yep. area, and was brought up through various parts of Limerick yeah. and Tipperary, yeah. and spent some time at the Hastings Cottage in Scarborough. And this man was eventually released. Shannon. In Shannon. yeah. Um, so I've been to it several times. My understanding is that it's in its original position. It's a beautiful... Yeah. Is yeah, yeah, could, it,
2: could be it John Kelly as a photograph? No,
1: it's a photograph uh, courtesy of John O'Brien, and it was probably taken back, I'd say, in the... Well, it says here in the late 1960s. Oh, yeah. It was occupied by the Hastings family. This is, by the way, page 15 of the champion and, and the picture that uh, and the cottage, indeed, that John has... Mm. referred to and it was lived in by the Hastings family until the early 1970s without any modern conveniences of electricity or running water relying on kerosene, lamps, candles and well water So, um, and it was only through the efforts of the Shannon Archaeological and Historical Society that it got protected status Mm. which it presumably still has so I don't think it moved at all John No,
0: but it's also, the, the roof is gone now Oh. And, and so you're talking about the four walls and the inside wall. Really, that's hatched gone. Oh yeah, all the thing. It's the the roof. The thatch is gone. Oh, But I, I imagine there, you know, plans to to re-touch. to re-touch it. My yeah. wife is from that part of the country, and she named uh, she remembers the Hastings family when they were there. Yeah, um, but it's it, lovely. Isn't it's a lovely. It's right beside. Uh, no, <laughs> it's kind of in between. The graveyard down there at Ilana Mana yeah, mm-hmm. and the the crematorium. That's where it is. So it's, it's if you follow the signs sure, for the crematorium, <laughs> um, you, you get you'll get to it. Okay, I suppose one of the biggest stories this week uh, concerns Edna O'Brien. Edna O'Brien from Tumgraney from Brewsborough in Tungrani. Um, is one of the foremost Irish writers going back over many, many decades. Mm-hmm. And uh, the county council this week um, decided that they were going to name the local library in Scarborough the Edna O'Brien Library. And,
1: and this was even before time, Jim?
0: It's not before time, time. no. So. Absolutely not. Yeah. And it's great that, you know, while she's hale and hearty. That, she's
1: she's uh, 93 years old. She is. And of course she lives in London. And, and I think it is very fitting in, the twilight, in her twilight years that she would receive this news from her native land, although she probably would object to the fact that the library is located in the parish of Scariff and not in her own <laughs> parish. But, you know, beggars
0: can't be choosers at this yeah. stage. Um, well, I suppose the library is in Scariff because... Fahy's garage was for sale at an yeah. appropriate time when yeah. the council were looking yes. for property.
1: And and to be fair, I think it's one of the best count, one of the best libraries in the county that we have, um, in terms of its modern facilities. Um, it, it's it's reported here. I think it's a scoop by Porig McMahon. Um, that uh, because the meeting has only happened recently the Killaloo municipal district on Wednesday morning on left. Wednesday morning last and uh, it it uh, it seems unanimous amongst the all the councillors in the municipal district yeah. to support this move John
2: it's it's a great uh, you know honor to have to be able to say that we have Edna now officially
1: Recognised. (coughs)
2: Recognised, okay.
1: It's not right. It's it's interesting, John, you say that. The full story is on page 8. And all the other named libraries in the county are named for number one, men, and number two, politicians. Mm. politicians. Can you list them off, John? Do you know what they are? What's the... What's well, the name I, of I, I, I'd be
2: cheating if I did. <laughs> De Valera in Ennis. The De
1: Valera one in Ennis, Sean Lamass in Shannon, okay, yeah. William Smith O'Brien in Newmarket on Fergus, and mm. Ferguson, Dr. Patrick J. Hillary. A very Fianna biased uh, list there. Yeah. So she's the first woman, and she's the first non-politician.
2: David, did you know about Edna before you, you moved I up did. to... The, I Elotius. did,
1: because of, the, because of the controversy, and because, of course, we would have seen her
2: on the, in the, in the uh, video. What would you have imbibed about the controversy?
1: Well, that she had stirred up controversy by the publication of her book country girls back in the 90s.
2: no no she't didn't, she didn't stir up any controversy the people reacted yes <laughs> she did and she, then she, she, set she, out to... yeah yeah
1: yeah but yeah. um like I'd be curious um, to hear to hear about um, whether whether this this will this be accepted or is there still any lingering animosity
0: uh no from that point of view the I suppose back in the, in the 50s, I suppose it was, John, when Edna wrote. I suppose like any writer, um, be it Marion Purcell, who has, who has brought out a book last year, people will look to see, you know, do they recognise any of the places that are involved? Do they recognise any of the characters that are there? And I suppose, without a shadow of a doubt, if, if you write about characters, you write about your own experience and your own observations, and some of the characters are bound to be and fairly obvious. Mm. And perhaps that was the case with, mm. with Edna. Mm. Um, I, remember. I mean, the, the
1: book—the book
2: was b- uh, banned, uh, wasn't it? Jim? Oh yeah, but it, it was very easy to get banned in those years.
3: I, <laughs> well, I know. I, I know. She wrote a, a book of short stories, and she wrote more kind
0: of Hans Mills, and I could name everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And the the other thing I suppose at the time was that, you know, it would be um, areas of a sexual nature that she wrote about and, and... um, Which wasn't generally being written about. It, it certainly you wasn't. not even talked about. And it. in an yeah. era where the Catholic Church, yeah. you know, were all powerful, yeah. you know, in the 1950s. and had, and had particular views about sexuality and, and yeah. particular mm-hmm. views. Mm-hmm. Do, Jim, about <laughs> do you remember when you first um, acquired a copy? <laughs> I do well, um, and I have good reason to remember it. Um, I, I got uh, a copy of, I think it was the Country Girls, um, and I bought it brought it home in a kind of a brown paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> Downstairs. Because the front page was, was uh, the front cover was, was a kind of a semi nude figure. Yeah. Now, no, all you could say semi- were, were the shoulders, <laughs> yeah. but uh, it, it was suggested a nude figure. <laughs> and I arrived, I was a bit late coming home because. You're reading. Uh, I, well, I wasn't <laughs> reading coming home, but I was a bit late. And milking had already started in the cowhouse. Yeah. And my father and mother were there milking the cows when I came in. And I said, look what I have. And my mother cleared <laughs> me out of the cowhouse, <laughs> taught me not to bring that sort of stuff into the house, and that it wasn't welcome at all. Yeah. And, no, I doubt if she ever read
2: to know which. But uh, What age was she, were you then?
0: I suppose to be the 1960s. I'd be in my early teens probably. Yeah, early to mid teens. Yeah. And, and yeah. did you
1: end up reading the book?
0: Oh, I did indeed. It was Twice probably. It was
1: probably, I be, well, I <laughs> read it now. Yeah, there <laughs> must be some.
0: <something. laughs> but but I mean that would be typical of the kind of the reaction. Uh, the reaction of a conservative Catholic yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Ireland yeah. or East Clare mm. at the time. But
3: you didn't bring it into the secondary school. Yeah.
2: It? Uh, Rather, <laughs> no. It, it's <laughs> a com- it's a complex. Uh, you know. Uh, question and answer, that one that David put to you. But I can tell you, when I came, I came to scarf in '65, in 1965, it was the high center of Edna's, and people were talking about Edna. They even whispered, in whispered tones, okay. And the two ladies in the Thoman, we were saying the Thoman, two ladies in the Thoman who owned the Thoman, one of them uh, acquired a copy, okay? Mm. Mary. Mary require, acquired a copy. And she loaned it to me. So we got very early access to the country <laughs> girls. Then, down know, at the you end...
1: John, what did you make
2: of it? I'll tell you now. Um, down at the end of the hill where the car park is going to be, okay, down there, mm. uh, where the ambulance station is now, Okay. that was a forge remember mm. in, and it was in the uh, possession of uh, Seamus Band's father Kevin Ban Kevin yeah Kevin, Band. Kevin, Band, yeah. Mm. Kevin uh, lovely wide open door and blast of hot air coming out and a couple of guys sitting inside and Kevin reading for them uh, out of the actual <laughs> life, classic <laughs> you yes. know yes. I already read it now but I was aware of this so I spread the word if you want <laughs> You want to get, uh, you know, um, an audible one? Uh, go down to Kevin and okay, amazing. But what, what, when
1: you read the book, what was, what were your impressions of
2: it? Well, I, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't a frustrated young man or anything like that. That might have... <laughs> Did you, did you think of it as a controversial book? Oh, it was bound to cross your mind that this is going to in, encourage uh, reflection. Okay. <laughs> But you look at, a short while afterwards, the Bishop of Clonfert had a, the, the controversy over the pyjamas. Do you remember that one?
0: I don't, John. Oh, God, don't.
2: ladies, lads. Briefly, sex, if you're see, Yeah, sex hadn't come to Ireland until Edna. That would be the, the. But it was profoundly pushed into second place by the Bishop of Clonfert, you know, in his reaction to the, um, and the late Nate Show in his reaction mm. to the pyjama. Yeah. Do you remember that? I don't I do I what I remember. You, you have an mm. extraordinary memory. Kind of. they stay with you, Pat. <laughs> but I, I would have
0: to say as well with Edna, I mean, her writing is superb. Uh, but also, I've listened to interviews with Edna mm. over the years and she's a marvellous speaker. Right. Right. She is, yeah. Do you she know, is, and, is. and she really, it's, it's mm. riveting to to listen to her and it's you know it's a look back as well from from for us now from it's a look back to what life mm-hmm. was like um in that period the middle of the century yeah. in east Claire. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I, she was over she used to go over in our kind of hands middle smiths and all that were well, related to her and actually anthony's people Linhams are related as well so yes he used to be over there and, that's it, right so no i no think i think she
1: got so much great and stuff?
3: she was, she was <laughs> She was a very good-looking woman, I think, when she was young. She still is. But yeah. uh, I, I think there, there, was a, there was a lot of cues and, of men around the, around the Smith shop to, good, <laughs> make, good to, to take so her away, part. take yeah. her on. And,
0: and. OK, anyway, we are absolutely thrilled, and we will cover this further as it comes up. Yeah. And as the unveiling like, of the name, we will be there to there, report on it and celebrate it. Jim,
3: I think we we, 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 we we discussed it here on the radio a lot of times, and I think Janet uh, was... Proposing a there, and I, I'm, I'm disappointed
2: that uh, Scarlet B Community Leader didn't. That's half, it. A half, and Charles have these Clare was proposing it. Isn't <laughs> that right? It was a question of what vehicle would be used, isn't that? Yes, yeah, <clears throat> that's right. She'd anyway. be delighted. Danna herself would be very pleased. Oh. Do you know? Yeah, in and her humility, she'd be. It's a great, it's a great, great tribute to her. her. Yes. Okay, I'm looking
0: at a photograph here on page six. And it's, uh, Vicky, it's to do with the Vicky Phelan Portrait Tour. Um, Councillor Mary Howard, John, that uh, is bringing the Vicky Phelan Portrait Tour <laughs> to Ennis on the 26th of January, page 6 in the Care Champion. So uh, I don't see any photograph of the, of the photographs as such, but um, certainly no. Councillor... I behind. Yes. Oh, is leadership. that behind? Yes. Yeah, okay. behind but Councillor Mary Howard, John, looks very pleased.
2: Well, um, she's she's a, a good lady for the old promotion, isn't she? Yes, absolutely. Um,
0: um, but it's no. Do we know where it's going on? Uh, it's uh, it's in Park. Dandenong
3: and in the, in the in the in the college uh, gym. Yeah. The, in the uh, class, so it says it. In that in the, in that the cluster.
0: Anyway, it's on page six, on the, yeah. and the and the mean Vicky Phelan was uh, you know uh, heroic in, in terms of yeah. the work. That she did while she was still able to do it. And they headed in
3: there recently as well, up in the hotel in Gough, I think recently.
1: The same Councillor, Howard, is reported on page 10 of the Echo um, calling on the government to amplify voices of women and girls. So I think it's the same sort of story. Um, What is that
2: saying, David?
1: Well, she, she has called on a motion. She has proposed, and I think it's passed the Council's, Yes. that uh, the government, to amplify the voices of women and girls in the design and implementation of all health policy and service delivery, it suggests that, that the voices of women are excluded. And <clears throat> if you recall over the last decade or more, it is women, by and large, that have suffered uh, from poor HSE policies.
0: Would you agree? Including
1: Vicky, like Vicky Phelan is the example for it, and I think that's the basis
0: of the motion. Yeah. Pets won't drink local tap water. And that's uh, Dan Danaher on page 13 of The Care Champion. Uh, the O'Brien's Bridge water treatment plant in Montpellier is uh, is photographed there, or at least the pump, uh, that you get water out of it. Um, yeah. But apparently in, Mon- in O'Brien's Bridge in Montpellier, even the pets won't drink the water, and that doesn't sound good. But is, isn't Ishke Aaron
2: getting an awful hammering?
0: Yeah. And I suppose but maybe it's a bit unfair in that Ishka Aaron took over services done for years by um, the local authorities, both Tipperary and, and, Tipperary how, did and Limerick? how did they perform? Yeah.
3: But, well, it like in, in O'Brien's Bridge, but it, it appeals. Okay. Uh, go on, Jim. go on. No, go ahead. No, it appeals. Um, the water in, in, in O'Brien's Bridge was uh, people were drinking it for twelve months before they they they, they realized that um, they, um, they have a blue a blue light or something to killed the Mm. U V filter. Yeah. yeah. And, and so so, and, so and brown. And part. that was and that so, was out for twelve months and people were drinking so, the
2: water. So brown was it? Yeah. That when you're having a cup of tea you only had to drop it there, you didn't put in any yeah. tea bag.
3: You didn't need any tea bag. It was already it. brown. Yeah. Okay, Can
2: you imagine we'll, go, we'll go on.
0: Uh, an award in Mealig, Pat, you mentioned a moment ago, an art award. Yeah. Um, two, two young, young, young people
3: there it which is nice from the from Mealig National School. Um, There's a lovely picture there of a the sister and brother, Sinead and Joy Power from Munich National School of representing their third and fourth class have been named this year as well, winners winner of the National Disability Authorities Someone's Like Me Art Competition, which was announced at in Dublin City Hall this week. Okay, the competition, so- which is now in its eighth year, is a national celebration of, of the things that unite children of all abilities. And, and before there was yeah. 2,200 increase, I think it all over the country. So. Could I have 20 23? seconds? And before no, we go,
0: Congratulations to Ruby and Max McKenna from Ogunlaw on getting involved with the Cross Border Orchestra. 20 seconds. 22nd. 20
2: Second. If you have any interest in forestry, the new forestry program, that's from 24, that's for the next four years, there are individual clinics, one to one clinics with foresters in Chagask okay all you've got to do it's free is make an appointment
0: okay so phone very important Chagask office and that's yeah. page
1: 17 of the champion okay. for more details
0: okay anyway thank you very much for being with us today John S many thank thanks you're welcome, Jim. Pat as well thank you very much thank you David Thank you. Uh, and David is uh, looking through the Shannon Airport uh, <laughs> guide as we're talking So, um, Pat, what have we got <laughs> to play out with?
3: Dally Parton, she was uh, uh, 77 on Friday the 19th which was last Friday as we we're going out on the Sunday and um, we'll have Dolly and uh, Kenny
0: Rogers with Island in the Stream absolutely beautiful song, marvellous song great choice Pat, many thanks and we'll see you again please God next Sunday, so from us for now, goodbye and God bless